So just between us girls. Yeah, thank God there's no other people here listening, Taylor. This is all secret <laughs> secret stuff that we love we talk about here, right here and just between us girls. Um before I have something to talk about, but before we do, we you have you have a, uh, a a big announcement, correct? You have some you have, some you have a, well, a kind of big announcement, a, a big ish announcement because there have been developments. Oh, really? Um, so yes, the number of beings in this house doubled. Yeah, last night in that there are currently two dogs in our house. Wow! But you, I don't I don't like the way you're phrasing this. Well, there are two. We have two pugs. We got went through pug rescue, and uh-huh. we are currently fostering two pugs with the option to adopt. Oh, okay. um, it all happened super, super fast, uh, and we are in completely over our heads. Oh, already? <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. We, 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 he, my husband is a nervous wreck mm-hmm. and is constantly following the dogs around, and I am... Like I, I didn't get any sleep last night, and oh, no. they're are, they're crying in the other room. So, oh, no. and by that I mean my husband. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are they like brother and sister, or brother? You know, are they siblings, or are they related? No, they are actual. They are actual brother and sister, two years apart, but the same parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they come from the same family. They're in the same, you know. Mm-hmm. And the girl is ten, and the boy is eight. They're both black pugs. Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently is very rare to black pugs. Apparently are very rare in rescue. Why gotta be black? Why gotta be black? Apparently two that are also um, in relatively good health. So Mm -hmm. he's in like perfect health. Mm -hmm. Um, She has some back, uh, back hindquarter issues, um, but they think that it may just be arthritis. So we're doing supplements and CBD oil with her and, and all that kind of thing. So the way, that's, that's the same thing people say about is, me and Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he is he is constantly trying to hump her. Mm-hmm. And neither one of them are fixed. Yeah. So it's this weird, like, mm-hmm. are we going to have, like, you know, Alabama pugs mm-hmm. <laughs> where they just kind of like, get each other pregnant, that kind of thing. Um. And he, 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 we thought when we got the information about her that she was going to be the challenge. Mm-hmm. She's great. Mm-hmm. He is this bull of a dog and he's just, he's, he's just a bully. Mm-hmm. Like that's just kind of what he is. And he's, Gosh. he's sort of, he has moments where he's super sweet and other moments where I'm like, I looked at him at one point. I'm like, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, Once you're again, kind of an asshole. I have to stop you. Are you talking about dogs or me and Aiden? <laughs> Yes. The answer is yes. So, he just lays on top of the little skinny one mm-hmm. and doesn't yeah. let her get away yeah. and is constantly trying to like stick his dick in her. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just trying to get to Starbucks to work. You yeah. know, it's <laughs> so, so far, so, so far do you think, I mean, it's, it's only been not even 24 hours, but what are you thinking so far? What's, what's your uh, take here? Well, at seven thirty, quarter to eight, Babalu came in and said, this is too much. This was too much. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could do this or not. And I said, okay, that's, you know, cause I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like laying back on everything because he's going to be home alone with them yeah. all day mm-hmm. by himself. So he mm-hmm. has to figure out how to corral the two of them without me mm-hmm. helping as much. Um, 
so I'm just kind of trying to just sort of see how he does. And he was just like, maybe this was like, this is a wake up call. Do I really need a dog? Do I have it with everything else going on? And we want to yeah. do these things to the house. I'm like, well, the things to do to the house would be done, whether there's dogs in this house or not. Yeah. So, and we can make that part work. And I said, you know, it's been less than 24 hours as of this morning. It had been, it had barely been 12. Yeah. And, you know, I think that he romanticized what it's like to have a dog in the house. Yeah. He forgot about the scratching and the licking and the, you know, the whining. And again, you and you and Aiden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there, there's parts of it that are not fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's w the plan is that they're going to stay with us for like a week. Mm -hmm. And then we have to decide if we want to just foster them, which they've said they'll go fast. You know, yeah. two black pugs in relatively good health on this rescue website, they'll go like that. Mm -hmm. Or if we decide that we're going to adopt them. Mm -hmm. um, and she even said, because we went to this woman's house last night and she had 13 dogs in her house, mm -hmm. most of which were pugs, yeah. which is on one level, it's like heaven. But that's also a lot of energy coming at you. And it's, it was a lot of stuff going on. She was just like, I need somebody to take these two dogs for the weekend because she was having problems with another dog she needed to focus on. And... Uh, so I figure at the very least, I said, we hold them, we watch them through the weekend and if we can't handle it. And she even said that she goes, if you could just give, you know, if it gets to where you just can't do it, then, you know, let us know and you can bring them back. But she goes, if you can at least try to see through the weekend, what's going on. So I think of giving it a couple of days to, you know, he, he needs to try working with the dogs in the house to see what that's like. It's so funny. I know you are one of the rotating co-hosts on Shady Pines. I sort of wish I would have asked you to do this last one because, you know, with this last one, it was the one where um, uh, the name of the episode is Joust Between Friends. And it's when Dorothy is a temp at Rose's museum. But the B yes. storyline is that Rose finds a dog at the um, supermarket and she brings the dog home and Dorothy hates dogs. And mm -hmm. so it's going to be one of these things at the end where it's like, we found a foster parent. And then like, the dog looks at uh, Babalu with these big eyes. And he's just like, you know, it's like Harry and the Henderson's get out of here. Get out of here. I want you. <laughs> you know, that was years ago. My ex and I, we used to foster for, and we had a dog named Misto that we went and picked up and lived with us. And, Somebody adopted, like, we, I was told no, because at that point we had had three pugs. Mm -hmm. And I remember that was one of these where the family came and adopted, and I went to give Miso the hug, mm -hmm. and Drum was, like, prying the dog out of my hand. And he was, like, whispering in my ear, give me the goddamn dog kind of thing, because I was just, like, I wanted this dog so bad. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and that's the weird thing is because you want these dogs to be happy. You want mm -hmm. them to be healthy and have wonderful full lives. But do our lives really match up for two dogs, let alone, you know, maybe we should have just had gotten the one. There was talk of getting one dog earlier in the week, and then the family decided to keep him. So we just kind of went, okay, well, it wasn't meant to be. And mm -hmm. then Thursday afternoon in the middle of everything, like, Babalu starts sending me pictures of, like, they need somebody to watch these dogs, and, and they came in really fast, and she thinks it would be a really good match for us, but it's two. And I don't, I'm like, All right, I'm up for anything at this point. But, you know, now I'm... Now I'm just sort of like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm anxious, we'll I'm, I'm anxious to hear what happened. Speaking of helpless animals, uh, this morning, <laughs> you know, I went for, before I do this show, I go and I get my iced coffee 
with a side of Edric Muffin at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's such a short trip, it's a great time for me to listen to one of my favorite podcasts, Geeky Gay. All right. And I know you're behind because you're behind all your podcasts, but this episode, I've pulled it. I've pulled this episode, right? The part, okay. The whole episode is fantastic. I mean, I'm going to play a little clip of it, right? Like, this is just something I just pulled that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. You know, and so, uh, (laughs) that was a gift from God for you for when he, for when you guys do throwing down. He did it twice. Anyway, um, but I forgot because you know I, I I've mentioned this on throwing down that you and I will talk, you know, and I will tell you because uh-huh. you, again you're behind, so you haven't listened to throwing down yet. Okay, we can go with that story. I'm behind on Kiki Gang, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, uh, I'm look. I'm just giving you an out here. So um, <laughs> so you, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I forgot this about a month ago. He was like, well, I I don't know. What's, I got the weirdest voicemail. I'm going to play it right now. I don't know if this is a joke or what, right? And it's this person. He's just like, it's a guy. He's like, uh, hi, I'm calling about the Melissa Witt case. Um, I have some information, blah, 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 blah. And so Adam did a little digging, and there was a mm-hmm. real missing person slash dead body turned up of a person named <laughs> Melissa Witt, right? Okay. And this person, this man, thought it, this was the the tip line, right, for the mm-hmm. Melissa Witt murder, right? <laughs> so from t- this is like the beginning of a bad direct-to-DVD comedy movie. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So that's why I'm just jumping in. Now, by the way, what I'm going to tell you right now, he's already done uh, probably by this point 10 minutes on his trumpet. Okay? And then he- <laughs> And then he goes into this. He goes into this. So we got a couple of voicemails, and I've already read the transcripts, and I'm I'm going to play them. I'm going to stop periodically, just you know. but I'm not really sure. This should be the, da 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 da. That should be the outro to it. We go to the break. We'll be back right after this. Da 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 da. Anyway, here we go. I'm not really sure again if these are, and maybe after I hear the voice of the person. Maybe I'll know, but I don't know if these are real or if they're fake. I want to stop right here and just say these, meaning there's more than there's one. There's more than one. There's more than one today. So <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm, I'm already in. Yeah. I'm completely yes. invested at this point. Yes. I'm already listening to this. I'm eating my egg McMuffin going, This is the greatest podcast on the planet. All right. So <laughs> let's go ahead and listen to these and then then we'll try to figure it out. I was just hoping to talk to somebody today about the Melissa Witt case. I don't know if what I have is of any help, but just too many, too many things just are so the same. And anyway, if you could please call me four seven nine three nine five seven. Thank oh, you. I'm gonna have to bleep that. I'm gonna have to bleep it. Uh, okay, let's just stop there. I think it's completely <laughs> real. But it reminds me, I have a friend um, named Beth. And it's one of these things where, like, Beth is the kind of person who she will write letters and and speak to the manager. I'm not going to call her Karen, but, like, she will do that, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems like the person that you would not want things to happen to 
are best, and yet things happen. Like one time, there was a birthday dinner in my honor with me and our friends, and there are like literally 12 people at this dinner, and hers is the one plate that has the one dinner that has literally broken glass in it. <laughs> okay. Right? And then one time, she was taking golf lessons, okay? And she was at a driving range. Mm-hmm. And somebody, the, the, the way that the driving range was was almost like a letter C. And she was on one end okay. and this other person was on the other. And that person... um hit the ball and sliced it so hard that it hit Beth in the face. You know, like, <laughs> how is it happening in a driving range? And like, of course that happens to Beth. It's the same thing here with Adam, where it's like, of all people, of course Adam Burns' voicemail line is the one that's mistaken for a murder tip line. <laughs> you know? That's what I'm saying. And, and he doesn't know how to handle it. I don't know. Well, I don't recognize that voice. I'm not going to call these people back. Did anyone ask him to call them back? (laughs) No, but in his head, he feels like he has to. Not only that, he has to be the one to solve the Melissa Witt case. He has been given this responsibility now from God or whoever. And Well, I guess I got to be the one to solve the murder. He's like, um. I uh, have to find the dead body in the trunk of the car. Yeah, it's like cereal. I don't know. Maybe what happened. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe what will happen is I'll find her limp and muddy in a basement someplace, and then I'll be a hero, and I'll have all these people saying that I'm one of the cutest heroes of the year. But then Maybe they'll I'll look get at me. that way. Yeah, but then they'll look at me like, oh, he has a dad bod and a hair system. He yeah. has a dad bod, but you know what? There are guys that lack that. There are guys that there are guys out there that lack that and lack that, and I could get that attention. So maybe that's what I'll do. I will solve the Melissa Witt case. You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to my job on Monday and I'm quitting. I decided yeah. I'm going to become a private detectivator. Detectivator? <laughs> yeah. Private detective. Adam Bird, private detectivator. Okay, let's say these are real people <laughs> that are calling in and they really think that I'm I'm Melissa Witt Hotline. If these aren't real people, they're the greatest pranksters of all yes. time. All right, here we go. Fine. Do you- I mean, I'm sure it would be really interesting content for me to call them back and gather this information, but I don't. Wait, no, you, all, don't you have to just call back and say, hey, listen, I know you're thinking this is the Melissa Witt tip line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, this is going on a 10 minute podcast yeah. every week. Would you mind coming on and interviewing? Yeah. Can I no, interview you? The goes, you have? Like, to me, I go, let me call them back and say, hey, listen, you got the wrong number. I don't know what it is or whatever, right? He's like, well, I guess I'd have to call and gather the information and go on the case. What else am I gonna do? Oh, I'm I can't do that. I I would feel no so awkward. You to. I could never be a reporter because I could never call people and be and say, so why are you so crappy? <laughs> what reporter? What? what reporter calls someone and says so? Why are you so crap? Hi, this is Joe from the Washington Post. Question number one, Taylor's Latte Boy. Why are you so crappy? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I, I don't know. I just, okay, we got another one. So let's yeah. see if this is from the we'll same person. I, I don't know. Right. I'm trying to reach Miss Humphrey about the documentary that she's working on for Melissa Witt. I think that I have information that could possibly help. I saw the picture. Of- Why would okay? So now I think Adam doesn't point this out, but obviously now it's a documentary filmmaker, right? Right. 
why would you be like, I have information. You don't call the police, but you see there's a documentary <laughs> and you're going to help out with this. Because the, do- the police don't put you on TV. Exactly. A documentary. I could, all my friends, go watch Netflix. I'm on, yeah. I'm in a documentary about the Melissa Witt case. Yeah. The person on the computer, if somebody could please call me back, I, it's okay to leave a message. It's just my phone, but, um, it's okay to leave a message. It's just my phone. What does that mean? You leave a message. But, but the message has to be the rooster crows at midnight. Yeah. It can't be anything to, you know, I can't, I can't let anybody else know that I've got yeah. this amazing information. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I would almost be positive that it's this person, and I'm scared to death of this person. So I need to, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what I need to do with all this. It's just call the police. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you what to do. I'd be out of my hi. This is um from the Melissa Witt hotline. Call the police. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, I've called you several times today. I just didn't know why you hadn't called back. Um, this is like me calling Taylor. <laughs> again, um, all right. She's gonna give her. See, doesn't that sound real? Doesn't that sound like a real person? But I what. I don't want to call this person back, but they're going to keep calling my voice. I mean, it is. Oh, they're coming with the music. This is my favorite. I want to, I'm, I'm going to do this on throwing down, but I love that Adam Burns, who's afraid to call this woman back, has a song underneath him that goes, I'm going to whip somebody's ass. Well, <laughs> I find it to be fascinating. I mean, maybe. Anyway. Uh, anything else to bring up on this just between us girls here? I think the thing you want to bring up about uh, something else, right? Yes, yes. We had a conversation yesterday, sure. as we often do. Sure. And we were talking about things that you and Aiden can watch together mm-hmm. while separately mm-hmm. when you guys are on video together, or not when you guys are on the phone, you guys can watch things together and talk about it, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And we were trying to find things that are gay, uh, <clears throat> gay, gay touchstones, yeah. as it were, particularly of yeah. the 80s and 90s. And you let it be known that you have never watched an episode of Absolutely Fabulous. I've never watched one episode of Absolutely Fabulous. That kills me. Well, how like, how it, would you it, even come across? I mean, I knew it existed, but at the time when it first aired, I didn't even know how to find it. I want to say it was on Comedy Central mm-hmm. initially. Initially, it was on BBC America when BBC America okay. was on. Sure. And I remember the first time I watched it, I was in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, and they happened to have BBC America. And I remember I stayed up late to watch it in the hotel room and was sort of like, I don't understand what this is supposed to be, but I get why people think it's funny. And then when it was on Comedy Central, then I would watch it all the time where I think, I think I still had a VCR. I would v- VCR it. And, um, it's, it's, it, that is definitely something that is very much a fond memory of the 90s for me as far as pop culture goes that I would be. I love, love, love Absolutely Fabulous. I know it's iconic, Gabe, but let me ask you a question. I want you to be honest. Do you think it holds up? I think there are parts of it that are, that holds up. There are, it's very farcical. It's very, it's very, um, pratfalls and that sort of thing, you know, to a degree, but it's, it's, it's like mature middle-aged women that are doing all the pratfalls and stuff, which is a little bit different Mm -hmm. and that they really kind of engage in excess and, and they do drugs and they drink and they, and it's just sort of this crazy. So if you if you like that type of comedy of like you know the 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 older you know 
woman who's acting, not acting her age. That is yeah. very much that. There are definite references to things that don't hold up because now at this point, that show is almost 30 years old. Oh, my God. But yeah, at the beginning, it was like 92, 93. So it's but it's still it is a amazing, amazing show. And I think the the, the first grouping of it, I think there were four Three, I think, no, there were three seasons of six episodes each. Mm -hmm. Those are great. They eventually came back in like 2012 and stuff, and those aren't as funny. And I haven't seen the movie, but I heard the movie's not as good. But the first three seasons. So it's not that many episodes. No, it's 18 episodes. 18 episodes, and they're, they're all a full half hour each. Oh, maybe I will check it out. Maybe I will check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so if, if anyone has any suggestions, uh, Aiden and I are doing this thing where instead of watching movies together, I, I, I wonder if he's uh -oh. listening right now. Uh, uh oh, what happened? So apparently one of the dogs just peed on something. Oh, God. <laughs> because my husband just walked out the back door and it's charcoal briquettes because we're in the process of doing the things with the garage uh -huh. and he just pretty much took the bag and slammed the bag on the back stoop and then slammed the door once again i will repeat i can't tell if you're talking about the dogs or me or Aiden, me and Aiden. <laughs> so uh Aiden and i do this thing where um we instead of watching a movie together we both watch a movie that each the other recommends to each other, right? And so I've been recommending movies for him. Uh, I think he's been struggling to find things to recommend to me. And I, if somebody, I don't know if someone could reach out to, to Aiden or maybe put in the chat room movies he can recommend for me. I guess you have to know me though too. But like, it's been a lot of fun. What I've learned is, um, here's a couple of weird things that I've learned. A, it seems that he really, really likes, um, your sort of iconic gay movies from the 80s on. Like, for instance, he watched 9 to 5 and fell in love. Like, just had never seen it and was just like, I love this movie. Okay? I'm trying to convince mm -hmm. him to watch The First Wives Club. He's hesitating because... And Taylor, why don't you describe it? Because I was saying... Cause I was, he, cause he, he got scared because he only had a 50% Rotten Tomato score. And uh, yeah. and he was like, oh, I don't know if it's good. And I, I just recently rewatched it. Oh, because I bought it. Because it was three ninety nine to rent and four ninety nine to buy. I'm like, easy. Yeah. Um So uh, I bought it. But uh, how did you? Because yesterday I felt you described it really well. How how does uh, First Wives Club compare to Nine to Five? Because they're kind of similar. First Wives Club. First Wives Club is like Nine to Five in that it leans into the camp. Yes, it definitely is. Where it definitely is the same of it's. It's three women that are three archetypes. Um that are working together to kind of, to kind of create, you know, some sort of, uh, justice for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not as, it's not, it doesn't take itself as seriously because I feel like when you watch nine to five, there is still that level of recognizing that it really was commentary on women in the workforce. Yeah. Whereas this one is really about, we've got this scheme and we've got this plot and we're going to do this against all of our ex-husbands. Mm -hmm. And it was very much of the, where the archetypes were like really kind of, I mean, Goldie Hawn in particular with all the plastic surgery and the drinking yeah. and that kind of thing. Very similar to what I was just talking about with that fab. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the hijinks that ensue with that are nowhere near are, are greater than the hijinks that were in nine to five with the, with the harness and the, you know, and the, the garage pole. I mean, that's yeah. about as crazy as that one gets other than the dream sequences in nine to five. Um, Which Aiden loved the dream sequences. 
Yeah. Oh no, those are those are one, one of my favorite parts when I was a kid for for nine to five was mm-hmm. was the dream sequences. I thought that was shit. It's it, it's it's sillier. I think nine to five is a funnier movie, mm-hmm. but there are some great lines in First Wives Club, and there is some great acting in First Wives Club. There's mm-hmm. some there's some fun parts of it, but yeah. it's I, I like nine to five better between the two. I will say. Uh... One, I feel First Wives Club is more overt. I think Nine to Five was written for gay men, but I feel First Wives Club really leans into what you were just saying. The camp, but written for gay men. Yeah. But yesterday, when I finished watching the movie, I know this is so cheap and so on the nose. But when they do that finale where they sing "You Don't Own Me," I yeah. am just my every part of my gay body is just so really. Excited. I love that. I love them singing "You Don't Own Me" together. Oh my god, I loved it. I loved. I loved it. All right. Well, why don't we use that, Taylor? And uh, I just have one thing to say. Bring back my girls. 